Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we are going to be in the New Testament book of 2 John. And we will be reading verses 1 through 13. And this section is called Walking in Truth. Walking in Truth. Okay, before I get started, I uh, always like to... Uh, to give you um, what the Bible is, uh, factual, so it'll help you to defend your faith and defend the Word of God. And I got this from Dr. Uh, Vodi Bakum that you can find on YouTube. And you can also go online and put his name in and his mystery will pop up. But anyways, the Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, 40 authors, 66 volumes or books a span of 1500 years in three continents Asia, Africa and Europe written in three languages mainly Hebrew and Greek a little in Aramaic hundreds of subjects and topics so so if you're going to college and you're under a uh, and you have atheist professors who like to who like to prod you about the Bible if they know you're a Christian and they like to you know constantly um give you why they don't believe now you can give them a factual statement make them think or whoever you know whoever talks to you now you have a factual statement with eyewitnesses okay now so we're in the uh, we're going to be reading out of the NIV the New International Version New Testament uh, 2nd John we're going to start at verse 1 through 13 verse 1 the elder, to the lady chosen by God and to her children, whom I love and th the truth. And not I only, but also all who know the truth. Verse 2, because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Verse 3, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. Verse 4, it has given me great joy to find some of you, your children, walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. So this is good. That means that um, that um, that the children were being trained in um, the Word of God. Now remember that time they didn't have co complete books. They did have the Old Testament. So the New Testament it was pretty much verbal. So they passed that down and they taught what they knew and what, it, and if there was anything written down that came later on, it was like had to be hand of, of subscribed and everything. So, so this is good. So if they can do this, and really they didn't have really books to have parchment, um, they had like a rolling parchments. So you had like it was a big. Uh, 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 a big like rolling parchment thing you had to roll out like way out and read and roll it back and stuff so it was quite um it was uh, quite a feat to to really do that and, and then most of the time the poor people didn't have that so it was really word by a uh, word of mouth or whatever uh, ministers they had available that were taught by someone that knew that or actually from the original I'm like from Paul and stuff like that, so they would learn, you know. 
And thankfully, as time went on, and the, um, they had to handwrite the Bible, so it was very precious, because it took years to do that, to have one Bible. And then um, when the printing press was made, um, and this was uh, during uh, Martin Luther, uh, the great reformer, and during his time, and I believe that was like the 1500s, but that's when the, uh, uh, like the Gutenberg uh, printing press was made, where now they can actually print and make books and stuff, and also print you know, sheets of paper, whatever, with stuff on it. So that was a wonderful, magnificent improvement to get the Bible out. And since then, it's been fantastic. Okay. All righty. So let's go to starting at verse 5. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another, verse 6, and this is... And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Verse 7, I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world, which, and let me stop there, which we're seeing right now, it, it, it's always been for them since, you know, since uh, there was man. There's always going to be evil because... Um, because you have Satan, right? Yes, Jesus, uh, um, he he's the son of God, or, or actually God in the flesh. So yeah, he runs everything and he controls everything, but he also limits Satan in what he can do. But for God's purposes, God allows things for his own reasonings and for his own futures and whatever that he decides because he's sovereign and he's God and he can do whatever he wants to. And that's one thing the church, uh, a lot of the churches, especially in America, but around the world, uh, but we have lost that fear and reverence for God. I haven't. I mean, I've I have found it, you know, by reading and studying and hearing others. But uh, you can do the same thing too. We need to get back to the reverence and fear of God. And realizing that God doesn't need us. We need God. It's only by God's mercy and grace that those that are saved are saved. The ones he has chosen from the foundation of the world. You say, that's not fair. Well, you know, is life fair? No, life is not fair. And even when, when you have secular people that don't believe in God, when they're trying to make it fair, it's going to be, it may be fair for that moment, for that person at that time. But everybody else is not going to be fair. It's only for that one person. Because that's just how the world is. So you can take a fair and throw it out the uh, the window because there is no fair in this world because we live in a wicked world. We live in a world that's a fallen world. All the way back from Adam and Eve, the first uh, uh, um, the Lord God made Adam first, and then from his rib he made the woman to be a helpmate, and then our uh, first. Uh, Eve, who was the helpmate, the woman, she disobeyed God by listening to Satan that came in the form of a snake who convinced her to take uh, 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 to take the fruit that God had put in um, the garden of, of Eden, which had everything you needed there, and there was no murder, nothing to kill any animals. They had all the fruit and whatever you needed was right there. And he said, you can have everything but this one one place. Don't do this. I don't take 
fruit from this tree, but everywhere else. And she disobeyed God as she did it anyways. And then, then she got uh, Adam to do the same thing. And then he, then he sinned and disobeyed God too. But we have to get back to the basics of the Bible, which is what we're going to be doing here at Bible Education Institute. Because after we get through the New Testament, then we're going to go and do the foundation starting in Genesis. And that's Genesis chapter 1 to chapter 11. That's the foundation. So we can know where we came from, where we're going, why we're going there, all this kind of stuff. Look, the Bible is not complicated, especially now that not only do we have the King James that we've had for you know hundreds of years, but now we have modern versions that were actually taken from the original uh, Hebrew and Greek translated. So we haven't even, uh, so we do have the modern languages, which, you know, I love King James, but the modern language is good too. Especially these days, because they don't, uh, 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 we haven't been teaching anything for the past probably 20, 30, 40 years. It's like mostly it's just been watered down, watered down, and they sure be, and here in America, in the public school system, they sure have not been teaching the Bible period since, was it 1960 or 61 or 62, when they had that lady that who filed a lawsuit and she won, and then the uh, the Supreme Court, um, I mean, they just said that, you know, there's a separation of, uh, there's a separation between uh, the church and government, which they interpreted it the wrong way. What it meant was government was not supposed to interfere with the church, but they reversed it and said, no, the church cannot interfere with government. That is not what the Constitution says. That's a whole nother, a whole nother subject for another time. Okay. Let's continue. Oh, yeah. Plus, we have a lot of deceivers, too. It's to talk about deceivers. So we have a lot of deceivers who some claim to be Christ or the majority now are claiming, you know, there is no God and all this stuff. And a lot of the government has gone along with that. Look at the mess we have in America and around the world today and all the confusion and disillusion and all the the biases because that's what man is. Man's wicked. We are depraved human beings only because of Christ. This nation was was founded on the word of God and God. God's word, God and his word. Uh, we had made a covenant when the pilgrims came here. They dedicated this land to God. And it's been going good, but now, you know, Satan's got a whole lot of people. The churches have got lazy and watered down, and we have a mess. So it's time for us to get back into the Word of God, read and study, and do what the Bible says. But you have to rightly divide the Word of God using hermeneutics so you can understand it properly. Because a lot of the majority now do not do that. And that started like from the 1850 uh, with Charles Finney. Uh, the, uh, he was one of them that introduced this false gospel of that they're trying to push, and they have now, and it's, the theology is completely wrong. In fact, from what I read about him, he didn't believe in the way of salvation from how the Bible portrayed it. So he had a lot of issues going on. Anyways, let's continue. Verse 7. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. 
Verse 8, watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Verse 9, anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. Verse 10, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Verse 11, anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. Verse 12, I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your sister who is chosen by God send their greetings. And so we got through um, 2 John. We got through 2 John, and I think it's fantastic. Okay, so now... Um, let me let me read you some scripture. Uh, I'm going to read you some salvation scripture and regular scripture. Let's read scripture first, okay? Let me see. Second Timothy chapter two verse nineteen, the NIV version. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with inscription. The Lord knows those who are His, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. That is what repentance is, is turning away from our wickedness. And most of us, before you come to Christ, you don't even, you don't even realize you're wicked. You think you're good by the world standards, but by God's standards, we're not. That's why when we hear the Word of God... And he uses his Holy Spirit to convict us. Then you start to understand. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 2 NIV. Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it. But keep the command, the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. That I give you. Revelation chapter 22 verse 18 and 19. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll. If... Anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in the scroll. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, NIV. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind, by the re renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, 26, and AV. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Verse 25, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Verse 26, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? That's true statements right there. True statements. I'm going to give you some salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10 and 13, King James Version. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth in the righteousness, and with the mouth confesseth may salvation. Romans chapter 10, 13. Uh, that's chapter 13, verse 13. King James Version, Whosoever shall call upon the Lord shall be saved. And Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So what do you need to do? Well, let's go over the commandments. 
Okay, I'm just going to do a couple of them, or maybe three. Um, have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus Christ, you've already committed adultery in your heart already. Have you ever hated anyone? According to, to Jesus, you've already committed murder in your heart. Uh, have you ever lied, or a white lie, whatever you want to call it, a lie's a lie. Uh, so this is the... Um, Thou shalt not bear false witness. So that means we're lying. You know, we all have lied somewhere or another. Even if you don't mean to, but it just happens because, you know, it's how we're because of sin. So we're all guilty. That's why you need to come to Christ. Because what happens is when you, when you realize you've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, and you come with a sorrowful contract heart, yes, Jesus to forgive you. called repentance that means turning away from your sin and then putting your trust in Jesus alone what you're doing is then Jesus becomes it's kind of like if you're, if you're crossing the bridge but there's a part of the bridge that's broken you can't get over right well God's on the other side and we're on the side we're trying to get away from so right right there in between is a broken side we can't get over so Jesus becomes like metaphorically like a bridge so you can walk walk to God spiritually or metaphorically, you can walk to God and be in heaven part of his kingdom and start serving him. And also, importantly, you need to read the Bible dead without fail and do what it says. So that's what that's about. So I would suggest that you turn to God now and you ask for forgiveness. You come to the sorrowful contract heart knowing that you've broken God's moral law. Remember, we made up a God in our minds that's okay with everything we, we do. But God's standards are higher than man, and man's standards are low and sinful. So that's why we can't get to God. That's why Jesus came. He came about three and a half years to give the gospel or the new covenant of how to get to heaven through him now, how to be saved through him. Then he went on the cross to take our punishment. Back then it was a Roman cross that he put a, a thieves or whatever on, thieves, criminals, whatever the case may be and, and they would put nails in their hands and feet and before that they'd a whip him with a whip that had bones and metal in that would rip your, your skin apart and your bones would show and you would bleed everywhere and then he put you on a cross to die and they put you where you had to hold yourself up to breathe they did that purposely so as you get weaker you'll suffocate and you die and that's, that was the horrible punishment and God and Jesus did that it would be a one time sacrifice for all of mankind. Now we can come by faith believing. We don't have to do like the Old Testament did with the Jews, of which they had to do sacrifices and all that kind of stuff. We don't have to do that now because we're in the new covenant. Yes, the old covenant is still in effect, but it's been fulfilled through Christ. That's why Jesus said he came to fulfill the law. So because of him now, we'll be able to uh, um, to be okay because when Jesus uh, uh, when God the Father uh, um, looks at us he only sees the blood of Jesus or kind of metaphorical okay let me give you so I would do this right away because you never know when you go to die man you know uh, girl boy whatever hey okay resources you can watch this on YouTube and go to the websites uh, Dr. Vody Bakum. Uh, Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, Answers in Genesis with Ken 
Ham, Ancestors and Genesis.org, Wall Builders, David Barton, and he talks about American Christian history, wallbuilders.com, Dr. Walter Martin, great teacher, um, waltermartin.org, uh, uh, Pastor Jeff Dermott, Apology of Studios, is fantastic. You can also listen to, um, you can listen to it on audio, uh, Apple Podcast. And they have some good stuff on there, and they have you can get a free seminary education because they have all the recordings that the family gave from Dr. Greg Bonson. He was a great seminary professor, and they took all his recordings and they donated it to Apology Studios, and they have it up there. Where you can go literally on their website and go to search, and you can put in Dr. Greg Bonson or Bonson U, and it will pop up and start listening and. Learning a good seminary education about the Bible is fantastic. If you would like to correspond with us, uh, our email is all lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. Our website is all lowercase Bible Education Institute dot dot com. And if you need a Bible, just let me know. I'd be glad to mail you one. And you could also listen to us on. Um, YouTube, Rumble, and the other platforms are HeliumRadio.com uh, or in the Helium Radio Network, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G, Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, uh, Podcast Addict, and others. There's so many now that have picked it up, and I'm so glad. And here's uh, some good guys you can listen to online. Uh, Dr. R.C. Spro, Ligonier Ministries. They're on YouTube also. All these people are on YouTube, too. Dr. Vody Bakum, Dr. James White, and he's also with Apology Studios, Pastor Joel Webin, W-E-B-O-N, Right Response Ministries, uh, Doug Wilson and Gary DeMar, Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apology Studios. Great, good, solid teaching. Not crazy teaching that a, that a lot of people are unbelieving. <clears throat> okay. Here's some uh, places you can get your book book materials and stuff, uh, and you can get them new or used. Uh, that's a Thrift Books, Abe Books, A B E B O O K S, and uh, Amazon, and also Alibris, A L I B R I S. Good stuff, and also some other good resources. There's two on this particular network, TCT Network. You can put it on your search engine, put it in TCC, TCT Network. It'll pop up, then click on it and go to on-demand programs. And there's two that are real good. Faith and History with William Federer. And he is fantastic. And he does all the Christian church history around the world and the U.S. And you can want to, if you want to learn about the, the Old Testament, how it works, Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. So here's some good stuff. So remember, until next time, Read your Bible daily without failing to do what it says.